and I don't look good in carrots, and I've never been to Boston in the fall. Is that the word? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't think look good in carrots was it. I'm Jamin. Probably not. I'm Casey. <laughs> and I'm Olivia. I'm Bob the Tomato. Nope. When I was younger. I'm Bob the Tomato. Nope. I'm Larry the Cute. Ugh. Forget it. Doesn't matter. I used to do a really good Larry when I was a kid. Because I had a really high voice. You're not a kid anymore, Jamin? No, I am not. Nor do I have a really high voice anymore. That's for the better. Do we say our names? <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we already did. did. Are you sure? Yes. yes. Okay. Because that's right. what got you into VeggieTales anyway. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. We are continuing through Revelation 5. And in this We still haven't made it to 6 yet? No, I don't know. We're still in the first paragraph. Uh, no, second paragraph. Sorry. Hey! It's chapter 5. Yes. Oh, you're right. So we were in um, 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 this state, Revelation. God has a scroll. Jesus the Lamb walks in. He's the only one worthy anywhere in the entire universe to take the scroll. He takes the scroll, and then uh, he he's um, uh, the only one worthy to take the scroll. He looks like a lamb, and let me pick up there. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. All right, so they're getting ready to do a little musical right here, right? Um, the Bible, the musical. And uh, they pull out their instruments. They've got bowls full of incense. You remember what incense kind of represented throughout the Bible? Well, it actually kind of said it right there. They're the prayers of the saints, mm. right? So smoke going up to heaven, prayers going up to heaven, a pleasing aroma before God, things like that. Um, so here they are. They're worshiping God. Actually, they're worshiping who? Jesus. Jesus, which I know for us is like, you know, but like back then they're still like kind of sorting out the theology a little bit. Like mm -hmm. Jesus is God. And that's that's clear all throughout the New Testament. But you get statements like this where it's just like mega statement, you know, like, and John loves those mega statements that Jesus is God. He does it all the time, both in his gospel and in Revelation. Paul goes there too. And uh, I don't understand how people can still kind of argue about this. It's very clear in the Bible. Uh, but here you have all the hosts of heaven, 24 elders, four living creatures, these things that just a moment ago were casting their crowns before the throne of God. They're now singing worship songs about the lamb they're they fell down before the lamb uh they take a harp they start singing and they're full of prayers of the saints i want to pause on that word right there i don't like it and i take this note from michael heiser i don't like it when the new testament calls us saints <laughs> uh because like what does saints mean to you In our context today, like there's two versions. Oh. Do one. not bring football into this. There's one version, <laughs> and you, you think it so well. <laughs> that was gonna be my second one. The first one was gonna be anyway. Um, more you think of Catholicism and like their saints and I their. I accident first. So Catholicism with their. 
um, you know, making of saints or worshiping saints. Um, a lot of times. I don't know if that's the right word. You venerate. You don't worship a saint. I don't know what venerate means, but it's different than worship. <laughs> Okay, I'll just leave the mic to uh, Olivia on this one then. Anyway, (laughs) in the Orthodox, and yes, the Catholics do it too. They stole it from Orthodox, yeah. Well, they used to be Orthodox. It's fine. We don't need to go into history. Uh, There are saints in which we venerate. You do not worship a saint, but they are people who lived their lives very much like Jesus. And uh, to become a saint... There had to have been miracles surrounding your body. Three miracles. Wow, look at that. Casey knows, too. Hey. But, yeah, saints are known to, And it has to be proven. Proven, yeah. Proven miracles. Saints are known to, like, like you can actually see the halo around their head. Like, they glow. They have a holy presence about them. Yeah, so that's the way that we think of saints. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we think... Also a football team. No. <laughs> From New Orleans. The Bible calls us all saints as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. But in our modern lingo, it doesn't work because we think of like saints as like... Those are especially set-apart Christians who actually did a really good job of being a good Christian. They were <laughs> special people. We want to be like them. And they were gifted and blessed and had the character that God was looking for. And so we we hold them up as like, man, I wish I could be like that. They become examples to us. Whereas the Bible just calls us all saints. So like there's a there's a disconnect in our modern thinking from the way that the Bible talks about it. And most of us don't have a problem with calling us like, yeah, we're all saints. But like at the same time, we have a disconnect in our head as to like, well, I'm no Mother Teresa. You know, things like that. Um, but... I think uh, Michael Heiser makes a, a better explanation here that saints um, in ancient uh, in the ancient world, like in the Old Testament, there's a term for some spiritual beings. They're called holy ones. So heavenly beings can be called holy ones. There's verses that talk about how God is uh, surrounded by. A myriad of his holy ones, things like that. Like, these are heavenly beings, okay? Um, in the New Testament, when you see the word saints, in, in Greek it's hagios. But if you just literally translated that, instead of us like trying to move it into English into saints, the literal translation is just holy ones. So, that becomes a really powerful statement in the New Testament when suddenly Paul starts calling human beings holy ones. When Paul starts like making us out to be spiritual beings of heaven of a sort, right? Like we have the same, we're, or we're growing into that same kind of power and authority and immortality and we go on to live forever with God. The old holy ones of old that have fallen will be done away with, whereas the new holy ones, these Christians, will be the replacement plan, things like that. Like When we use the word saints, we completely disconnect it from, from this holy ones background. And right here, tell me if it makes sense when you're thinking of, of spiritual beings. Because right here we have, um, he took the scroll, the four living creatures, four living, uh, the 24 elders, 
fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the holy ones, is what it should say. Who is just worshiping God? <laughs> the holy ones. The spiritual beings of heaven. So when we throw in the saints, suddenly we kind of change it. So it, it, that almost feels kind of off to a certain extent. It's like all the spiritual beings of heaven are praising God and then they lift up the prayers of people. You know, like, oh, well, I thought we were dealing with heaven still. Now, it could go both ways, right? Because earthly people are, those who follow Jesus are now classified as holy ones. So these saints, sorry, these spiritual beings could be holding the prayers of people who are praying, as well as perhaps the prayers of heavenly beings that are praying. Um, whatever the case is, uh, these are, are the, the holy ones of, of heaven. So I mostly point that out, that when you come across the word saints throughout the Bible, take a moment and pause and think to yourself, like, what does this mean? And does it have something to kind of help me understand my own identity. In fact, here, we can just go through, maybe we can't. Hagios. Oh, I've clicked on the wrong one. Here we go. We're going to look at a, a few of them. Uh, the bodies of the holy ones who had fallen asleep were raised after Jesus, um, after Jesus had passed. Um, Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, which was Paul at the time, how much evil he has done to your holy ones. Uh, now as Peter went there and among them all, he came down also to the holy ones who lived at Lydia or at Lydda. Um, you just, you find this, this word coming up all throughout the New Testament and it's in reference to who human beings now are. All the holy ones greet you. Um, Then it goes on. So my point is kind of sparse on this episode, but I wanted to take a moment to kind of reiterate what that word actually means so that we can see it in the light of who we actually are. Uh, but once they, they all start lifting up the prayers of the Holy Ones, be that humans or spiritual beings or both, they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language, every people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders, and the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, that is the entire cosmos, everything that has ever existed, be it in the upper floor, the living room, or the basement, right? And all that is in them saying, To him who sits on a throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. The entire cosmos, heaven and earth and under the earth. Just imagine how powerful a moment. Demons saying to him who sits on a throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever, right? Like they will bend their knee just like everybody else. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. 
So as we join in the chorus of the Holy Ones, uh, there are some songs that when we find ourselves singing, like we can already sense these songs in the heavens. Um, actually, I think throughout ancient culture, there were some times where it was thought that like the heavens were made of music. Like it's just always going. Uh, it's kind of confusing as to how they came across it, but it was like, the ways in which stars moved were letting off hums and everything was singing together. It's a really beautiful thing to think about. At least when we look at Revelation, we see the heavens, these stars singing, right? Worshipping God. I mean, that makes sense with string theory. <laughs> so, the morning stars sang for joy, the sons of God, according to um, Job. Likewise... Nope, I lost it. Whatever I was about to say. I don't have anything more besides like, trying to explain string theory. <laughs> I don't think I want to go that far. I don't think this is necessary. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And join us on the Discord As so we, that we can discuss more. We'll see you holy ones later. <laughs>